0: Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. Thanks for joining us on a Friday. Today is the 23rd. Man, we are getting close. It is the holiday season. And today, it's the 23rd. Happy Festivus. Festivus is, of course, a holiday from the show Seinfeld. (laughs) If you don't know, whatever. We're not going to go into detail with it. But if you do know, happy Festivus. Hope it's been a good day. Uh, On today's podcast, we're going to do a whole bunch of random stuff. We're going to riff. I'm riffing. Can I riff here? I'm riffing. What is that from? Is that from uh <laughs> Is that from uh Seinfeld? Is that always Sunny? I think it's always Sunny Philadelphia. Can I ref? Can I ref? Um anyway, we're gonna there's a bunch of random stuff. I got a couple sports betting articles couple non-sports betting articles, some random stuff to talk about. So it's late, too. It's late on a Friday. So we're just kind of getting this thing in. But uh, happy holiday season to everyone out there. Remember, if you like betting daily fantasy-style games and you like player props, Thrive Fantasy combines the two for a fun, profitable experience. Check out Thrive Fantasy online or download the app. Have more fun betting player props and uh, put your player props in fun contests that are uh, brand new and changing the industry. Thrive Fantasy online or download the app. Put in promo code SBD for a deposit match up to $100. All right, so let's get to it. We got some articles here uh, some sports betting, some non sports betting. The first one, quickly non sports betting, uh, it's a McDonald's article. There is going to be the first ever fully automated McDonald's in Texas. There's not going to be one person there. And I don't know if it's because all the fights they've been seeing on on TikTok and, and Twitter taking place in McDonald's recently. Because it seems like if you're going to fight and record it in 2022, you either need to be in a McDonald's or a Walmart. Like one of those two, and it's a perfect setting for a, a viral fight. And so <laughs> this McDonald's, no employees. You just go in, everything's done like by machines. The machines are making the food, cooking the food, getting the food out to you. It's bizarre, right? This is crazy. And this is sort of, this is what a lot of the near future is going to look like. A lot of this automation. And just so you know, this whole automation, what, what they're using is is a form of machine learning and artificial intelligence, right? And I mean, honestly, the truth is there's not that many more people at least I'm sure who you listen to on a daily or weekly or whatever basis, who are qualified to talk about AI as much as I am. I mean, I studied AI very, very deeply um, at uh, MIT. I and mean, we're talking about artificial intelligence, machine learning. Um, this is what I studied when I when I went to school there. So I know a lot about this stuff. As a matter of fact, I use my own version of artificial intelligence when I'm predicting my games. So it's just crazy to see it being implemented at this kind of a A level, but I mean, I don't want to say crazy because obviously this is what it's going to be used for real life things, but it's just wild to me. It's happening this quickly. There's going to be a McDonald's with no humans in it in Texas. That is bonkers. All right, a couple of sports betting things here FanDuel. FanDuel is becoming the first sports book in the United States to offer a single account for sports betting and racing wagers. And for a long time, it's funny, it's sort of like when. When prohibition ended and and, and uh, uh, alcohol became legal once again in the United States, it's kind of like when, when marijuana was legalized. I live in Colorado, so I saw like the kind of first couple months and years of the process. It's certainly a feeling out process. And the same thing here with sports betting. Whenever there's something brand new, uh, the government generally doesn't like to jump in. They like to ease their way in like like, like an old man into a nice hot bath, <laughs> right? So... They, it's it's stupid. It's so dumb and silly. All these little artificial, uh arbitrary restrictions that get put on things. For instance, here in sports betting, right? They say, well, okay, we're gonna legalize sports betting. That's okay, but no casinos, no casinos. You can't play blackjack. Okay, you can't play blackjack. Can't play roulette. No, that's that's that. <laughs> Whoa, that's crazy. You can only bet on sports here. Okay. And they put in the horse racing with that, too. And don't ask me why. It's you know why, actually, it probably goes back to the article that we read about Barstool Sports earlier this week, where Brianne, the I forget her title, she's in charge of like responsible gambling for the uh, US somewhere in the US government. She's in charge of responsible gambling. And Brianne, according to her uh, LinkedIn, has never had any gambling type job in her life before. She's worked at the government right? It's kind of the same thing here where rules are being made and being implemented by people who don't know what the hell is going on. I mean, look, I get that there's certain restrictions, certain states who look at it differently and, and, and casinos aren't sports betting. It's a different type of gambling, but that's all just so arbitrary. That's what it is. It's, there's no real reason. It feels like the people making the decisions are doing whatever makes them feel safe. It's kind of like parenting when you don't know what's going on, you're just kind of guessing. Right? That's what's going on right now. Is the government and people running this shit? They're just guessing. Oh, can you can you, can you bet sports? Okay, sports betting that's legal. Can we bet uh, roulette? No. Oh my God. God forbid you bet roulette. It's like, why? What's the difference? What? It's what is the big deal? It's not. So uh, FanDuel is going to be the first uh, sportsbook to do this. And I guarantee more will follow. Why? Because money is to be made. And whenever there's money to be made, people will jump on. Uh, let's see another sports betting story here. Uh, the NFL suspend Jets receivers coach, Miles Austin. I do not even know he was a uh, coach in the NFL. Uh, they suspend Miles Austin for betting on sports other than the nfl so i'm not actually going to go too into detail about this story miles austin who played 10 years in the nfl got caught betting on other sports not the nfl here's the here's what's going on here okay is the nfl nba baseball hockey all these leagues now that are in bed with you know in terms of advertising with the sports uh, betting industry are so terrified of the optics and for a long time, this was used as kind of a bullshit reason as to why uh, gambling companies weren't allowed to advertise in the NFL. It was like the NFL is like, oh, we we stand against that. We are against gambling. We would never in a million years. And then they're like, oh yeah, you want a piece? And they go, huh? We can get a piece. We love gambling. Bring it in. Everybody gamble. We're going to run ads. We're going to have it in the stadiums. We're going to do everything we can, right? So it's just hypothetical. When there's money to be had and there's money to be made, things will change. Well, in the NFL, like other sports, they're afraid of the optics. What's this going to look like if we get caught? And so what they're doing is coming down extra, extra, extra hard on people and making it public when there's something that, that, that should maybe be perceived or, or not perceived, that maybe should be handled more of a slap on the wrist. And what they do is they take, they being the NFL in this example, they take something so minor, but blow it up to make it seem like they really, really, really care, okay? Um, You can relate this in, in any analogy in life, right? If someone criticizes you of being maybe like a bad parent... Maybe you overparent the next time to try and compensate, right? There's just uh, maybe not. There's just examples to where this happens in life, okay? And I think this is what the NFL is doing. The NFL wants everyone to see, oh, we take this seriously. We take this seriously. Well, I don't think that's the case. What I think is going on here is the NFL takes it seriously when it's not serious, and when there is something serious, they want to bury it. And I see examples of this all over sports. I mean. Just to take it away from sports betting for a minute, what about the Houston Astros, the bang in the trash can scandal, okay? Here's why that wasn't made a bigger deal is because that could ruin the actual foundation of the, of Major League Baseball. If something like that came out to be true, they would have to do so much in terms of, do we give the trophies back? The the I mean, who do we fire? Who do we hold, hold accountable here it was going to ruin the sport of baseball. If they came out with everything they found, formally charged the Astros, formally, that was going to be so much more of a mess for the sport. It would have tarnished the sport and made the sport of baseball look bad. So what do they do? They sweep that under the rug and they highlight other smaller stories that make them look like they're doing their job. I see this in the NFL all the time. I see this with when, when Tom Brady underinflates his footballs in in negative weather by the most minor amount. Obviously, the PSI was affected by the weather as well, right? That gets made a big story. Why? Because it's so minor, so minute. No one gives a shit about that, okay? But when it comes to potentially, uh, there was a story about uh, tanking games and fixing games. And Sean Payton came out publicly on a national radio show, The Dan Patrick Show, admitted to tanking, admitted to... Uh, Playing a team that lost on purpose, sat their starters, Uh, he was alluding to, I believe it was Tampa Bay, the year Jameis Winston was going to be drafted. Tampa Bay wanted Jameis Winston, they had the number one pick locked up, they were beating the Saints in the second half, and Sean Payton said they sat all their starters. Why don't you hear about that stuff? The reason is that could ruin the integrity of the NFL. The NFL does not want you to hear about the real stuff. They could hurt them. They just want you to hear about the, all the ancillary shit that doesn't really matter like this to where they can say, oh, look, 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 we're doing our job. We care. You don't fucking care. You care about yourself, the NFL. You care about yourself making money. And when you get some kind of sacrificial lamb to throw out there, this is what happens. Tavon Austin, bet on another sport. Oh, we really, this matters. This matters. We're going to come down on him. So that's my thoughts with this. I think it's a whole bunch of bullshit. I think it's an act. And I don't think anyone really cares at all. They're just trying to save their own ass. Um, Next story, moving on. Move along, sir. This one's really interesting. I talk about this a lot. Uh, A a man in the United States has won the lottery now six times. Okay, he's a Vietnam veteran. Um, Is his name in this article? Yeah, Raymond Roberts. His luck would have it. Raymond Roberts uh, and his prizes are worth $390,000 and uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so let's, let's quickly, before we get into the nuts and bolts of what I want, I, want, I want to talk about here, let's go over the facts. This guy, Raymond Roberts, has won the lottery six times. Now, it's not like the massive $1.2 billion jackpot, but it's, it's smaller lotteries you can win. He's won six times. And when asked by the BBC, who this article has written, uh, who wrote this article, how someone can win the lottery six times, he said, it's simple. I use my intuition. Okay, this is something that I do. This is not true. And let me tell you why it's not true. In the law of large numbers, okay this is, I studied this for years, this is simple probability and statistics. In the law of large numbers, not only when the numbers grow big enough, do we not act surprised when rare things happen. We actually expect rare things to happen. When I say we, I mean mathematicians, people who look at the world. When you hear about people who've been struck by lightning twice, you may say, oh my God, that's impossible. How, how, what, unlucky? That's, you know, that's never supposed to happen. But in reality, with this many people on earth, It's a mathematical certainty. Someone out there is going to be struck by lightning twice. As a matter of fact, there's going to be dozens of people, if not hundreds of people, who are struck by lightning twice in their life because of the law of large numbers. So where I'm going here with this is unlikely things are actually expected to be more and more likely the bigger sample size you get. And I've used this example on the show before. If we have a million people in a room and I give everyone a quarter, and I have everyone flip a quarter and I say, okay, if you flipped heads, stay in the room. If you flip tails, leave. What's going to eventually happen is you're going to have a, right? You start with a million people and, and a million people flip, presumably about 500,000 or so. We're going to flip heads and about 500,000 going to flip tails. You take everyone who flipped tails, make them leave and they have 500,000 left. You say, okay, everyone flip again. And of the 500,000 Two hundred fifty thousand gonna flip heads. Two hundred fifty thousand gonna flip tails, and you have the two hundred fifty thousand who flip tails left. You keep doing this, okay? So you keep repeating the process. You keep cutting everything in half. Well, eventually, there's gonna be someone who flipped the heads, you know, fifteen times in a row, twenty times in a row. So if you go up and and, and interview that individual, what we find through studies, through all different kinds of stuff, is that as human beings. We like storytelling. We like to come up with a reason why things happen. This is just a part of the innate human process. So we apply that in, in these situations. So if in my in my example, we went and interviewed the person who flipped 15, 20 heads in a row, they may say things like, Oh, I always call heads. It's my lucky day. It's my sister's birthday today. Oh, I'm wearing my lucky socks. Oh, uh, I woke up and found a a lucky penny this morning. Or I did my prayer this morning. I never pray. I prayed this morning. Okay, whatever it is, they could have a million reasons why it happened. But here's the thing. We knew conducting that experiment, flipping the quarters, that there would at the end of it be one person left. We knew that it was a mathematical certainty. Somebody is going to flip X amount of heads in a row. And so by the end of it, and look, I know that they could all flip tails and you could have weird things. I'm just going with a a, a normal mathematical problem just to kind of walk through this. Okay. So don't get detailed. Don't get cute with me here. I'm just trying to make this digestible. But the point is, it's a mathematical certainty. One person was going to flip that. Just like it's a mathematical certainty, there's going to be one person in the U.S. who wins six lotteries in their lifetime. But that human being, whoever did this, in this case, it's Raymond Roberts Of course, he's going to misidentify why. Of course, he's going to say it was intuition. I knew the numbers. Eh, Whatever reason he said was going to be wrong. The real reason is he got lucky. Someone was going to win it. It was going to happen to somebody. Somebody out there is going to win a lottery six times. They're going to think it's for one reason. But in all reality, it's just complete luck. So how can we relate this to sports betting? Simple. If you have a day where you're 10 and 0, what do you do? How do you, how do you handle things at the end of the day? Do you go on Twitter and make an account and start selling picks? Do you go tell your friends you went 10-0 and, and you're now the person to follow because you're, you're undefeated? Here's what you do. You say, thank you. I got lucky. And let's count our winnings and have a good night. That's what you do. You just understand that you got lucky. You don't misidentify. You don't misrepresent. You don't think, oh, my God, I'm, I'm now a professional. When I go 10-0, same thing. I'm not expected to go 10 and 0. If I'm betting minus one 10 games, I as a pro better, I'm expected to go six and four. So if I go 10 and 0, let's not say, oh, you know why? It's because I'm wearing my lucky socks today. Because if we do that, then we start misidentifying what actually got us there. And if you think it's your lucky socks, well, good luck betting for the rest of the year wearing those socks. Chances are, eventually the luck's going to wear out. So, that kind of does it for today's show, all right? That's it. I'm done riffing. We're riffing here. (laughs) Um. That's it. All right, we're throwing in the towel. Appreciate everyone out there listening. Happy Festivus, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow bright and early for some Saturday's Quick Picks on Christmas Eve Day. Until then, good luck, whatever you have. Well, I guess there's games going on right now. So hope you had a nice day betting. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Sports Betting Daily.